Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hi, Meg. How are you today? Hey, Tom. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. I, I know that and I try to not put you on the spot here because I know that in part, as you're being represented by Judicial Watch, among others, um, that you can't necessarily talk about an ongoing court case. But what can you tell us about uh, the words that you said outside court and your reaction to the ongoing situation there? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like you mentioned, my friend Jamie Walker and I are just uh, two moms who are wanting transparency for what happened uh, during COVID. We want to know why certain decisions were made. And instead of giving us records to just have some transparency, which I think everyone, like you said, everyone agrees with, the county has filed five lawsuits against myself and two against Jamie. So uh, I had uh, oral arguments this week where we just had my my legal team had an opportunity to just kind of make their argument again for the judge and um, just hoping to get a ruling uh, soon, I don't know. I don't know exactly when, but I hope that there will be a ruling soon uh, on some of these matters, so we can finally have some answers as to why certain decisions were made. Yeah, and it's really a, a a battle here that I think many across the country even are are interested in, because what you have here, and just to clarify for those of you just joining us, or if you're if you're new to the story, although we've been covering this for years now, this was when we were coming out of the pandemic. And across the region, different school districts, it was really up to the individual school districts, unlike New Jersey, where it was sort of a blanket rule. So different districts, depending on the case, the cases they had, depending on their situation, um, there were different districts that went with a different decision. Bucks County initially had said, we're going to we're going to open up and then suddenly seemed to step in line with Philadelphia and Delco and Montgomery County, as I recall, and Meg, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seemed like this quick turnaround. I remember reporting on it and then saying, oh, wait a minute, Bucks County is suddenly, it was a sudden change. And that was, was curious. And we all said, well, what, what happened? Right. Yes. And it was uh, in the summer of 2021. So August of 2021. You know, we have a local health director in Bucks County, which I believe only 11 counties of the 67 Pennsylvania counties actually have a local health director or a local health department. And so his guidance overrode that of the state. And that's something I think it's really important for people to, to understand is that our health director had the legal authority to set the school guidance. And it was, he was a tremendous resource to our superintendents because if they had any questions about anything, they had someone right at their, at their, you know, fingertips to ask questions and to really help 
uh, superintendents and schools open open in a way that was safe and everyone felt comfortable with. So he had been working, our health director, Dr. Damsker, had been working with these schools all summer. So this is a very long process to create this school health and safety guidance. And a number of districts had had decided, yeah, you know what, we're not going to require students to get masked. We're not going to have these extended quarantines unless there's symptoms. You know, we, we are tired of keeping healthy kids at home and having them miss school. We feel like it's detrimental to their academic and mental well-being. So all these uh, several districts, a lot of districts, would say more than half in, in Bucks County, we're going to follow this guidance. And then all of a sudden, very abruptly, Allison Beam, who at the time was the acting secretary of health, who is a lawyer, not a health director, sent our county commissioners a letter basically saying, you need to get in line with our with what we want. Um, we don't like Dr. Dancer's guidance. We don't agree with it. And we want you to follow our rules. And then on that day, it was just very abruptly changed, which was just very different from the history. You know, Dr. Damsker had put out this guidance in um, June 2020 that was, again, very radical for the time. He said, I think kids should be in school. You know, he even said, you don't really have to wear a mask. And even though he was heavily criticized, he never changed that guidance. So when Jamie and I saw this very abrupt change and realized that the Wolf administration had been involved, it really raised a lot of questions for us. Yeah, and so we'll, we're, we're continuing to follow it as, as we have Meg Brock. And, you know, I just, I just will say this, that it, it felt like it was influenced by partisan politics. And so the question mm-hmm. is, and let me just put it this way. In my business, for example, we have air checks. We have receipts by that. And so sometimes we review our own, what we've said, how we've done it. It makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. It makes you better, right? Because we can all then critique our work no matter what your job. So in this Mm -hmm. case, to me, what is the question, and I see on the, the comments that have gone viral, many people saying, well, why aren't they releasing their their emails back and forth, even if they had maybe a second email, for example, why wouldn't they release that and make it transparent? Because, of course, we mm-hmm. know the law, just like my my company. If I'm on mm-hmm. their computer, then all my emails have to be transparent within my company. That That's, that's a mm-hmm. general law, whether you're in county government or a, a private business, etc. So that's the law. But then it leads to the question, many people saying, well, are they hiding something? Why wouldn't they want to be 100 mm-hmm. percent transparent? So so there we are. <laughs> and and to your point, I mean, I think what you're saying is exactly the reason Jamie and I are still pursuing this and still wanting answers is that whenever you have a situation that you think, huh, we did not have the results we wanted. Right now we're seeing in, in schools across America, learning loss, mental health crisis. We're seeing kids who are just struggling. We're seeing like horrible fights in Bucks County, breaking out in Bucks County high schools. And we know our kids are not okay. So you would think we would be, as a society, how we would be recognizing how important it is to look back at the decisions that were made and understand how and why they were made so that if we're ever faced with this in the future, we don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. And I think that's the real, the real big part of it is that I think any person, again, not it's not really, it's not political. Any person who just understands that has a mindset of, hey, we need to always be getting better. We always need to learn, to learn from our mistakes. We'll be looking at how our children, our kids are struggling and wanting to learn from the mistakes we made. Yeah, well said. Just real quick here, we have so much breaking today, but I, I just want to get your quick reaction as a parent in, in Bucks County, that million dollar independent internal investigation coming out saying they found zero evidence of discrimination or widespread bullying of LGBTQ plus students in the Central Bucks 
school district and then the school board last Thursday evening voting to release that 147-page report. Your reaction as a parent in Bucks County to, to that news? I mean, I thought that the report was stunning. It was quite, I was actually able to attend the meeting and just listening to the the law firm go through page after page of document. Again, this wasn't, this wasn't their opinion. They went and did an extensive investigation into what happened because they wanted to know where kids were kids being bullied and was nothing being done about it because that was the allegations. And um, what the law firm found is that the school actually was very intentional and very quick. The, I'm sorry, the school district was very quick to respond to, to any bullying, that the educators there did, were doing a fantastic job of helping to support students. There were just some allegations that did not seem to be reported to the administration. So obviously, if the administration didn't know about allegations of bullying, they couldn't do anything about it. So I just I thought it was really stunning to hear. um, And I'm curious to see what happens moving forward if there's action taken against people within the report that seem to be key players and maybe we're not uh, following school policy correctly. Well, we'll we'll continue to follow that one. If I could add something, Meg Brock, before we go, I would say that I wish they could do an investigation as to... uh, parents who were bullied i think you're one of them i think through the courts they're bullying you and in my humble opinion (laughs) well you know and and how about the school board i mean inside of that report there's actually a transcript i put it on twitter of some of the horrific voicemails that the school board members in central bucks were getting you know people saying i wish you were aborted like like absolutely Horrible. horrible horrible things i mean i know that the central bucks school board they have, I mean, you would talk about bullying. They face incredible bullying and these incredible accusations against them, against teachers within the district. You know, during the report, they alluded to several teachers who had also been bullied. They showed an email that one of the administrators of teachers received from a student that was just horrible. It was horrible. No one should be be receiving that kind of hate. So um, I thought that it was really great for them to expose that. And hopefully there can be, uh, you know, some healing for the community and they can kind of get back on track without these distractions. Well, Meg Brock, it's a beautiful message from somebody who's really been through it. Uh, you're just such a, a strong mom and a great, I think, a great example for others that we often talk about what is a journalist. I call you a citizen journalist because I think you are a great example, a shining example, Meg Brock, of somebody who stood up and said, no, I, I am allowed as an American, as a parent, as a taxpayer, mm-hmm to push for transparency and ask these questions. And I think mm-hmm. it has given people that permission, if you will, to say, yeah, she's right. <laughs> Why can't we do this? And and so I think that's that's important that we support one another in that push for transparency. Yes, and thank you so much for all your support, Don. I really appreciate it for all you're doing because you're, you're right. It's really, if we really want to see changes in our communities for the better, it's going to take everyone, everyone just using their voice and and realizing that we live in a country where we have a voice and that's a tremendous gift. We don't want to waste that gift because so many people across the world don't, don't have the same abilities we do to actually make a a difference. So I hope people take that seriously and really understand that even though maybe it's uncomfortable, maybe it takes some of your time, you know, it is a gift to live in a country where you can, can have a voice. So we all need to use our voices for sure. Well, an important voice in the community, suburban mom, and a professional person and push and the one who's pushing for transparency in one school district at least. Meg Brock, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, John. Have a great day. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.